Glory be to God. So I want us to share a sustainable lifestyle of faith, emphasis on sustainable. Um, I believe we'll keep this theme through, through the four nights. There's so much to minister in this area. And so I want us to go to the Word of God and look at Hebrews 11, 23 to 29. Hebrews 11, 23 to 29. I don't know if you looked through the green stuff there, but they've put some concrete. They're starting with the, with the pillars. Um, come on, amen, of Inside to Expand. Um, so you know what it's like our life in Christ, what happens is you don't see what God's doing and then suddenly, that's what happens when you build. They spend an age, ages seeming to work on the foundation and then suddenly, boop, out comes the, the full body. Amen. Amen. That's how our faith works. Amen. We, we prepare, we prepare, we prepare and then suddenly we see the fullness. Amen. So Hebrews 11, 23 to 29. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Let's remind ourselves that as early as the days of Moses, they were killing babies. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches. I love this part of the scripture. Esteeming esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, the most wealthy kingdom of the time. For he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, a type of the world system, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. I want to say this morning that you can only go, you can go where God wants you to go, but others can't follow you. You need to understand this. It's an extremely powerful thing in God. So that's why the world can't go where the promises hold. They cannot go there. You do understand that. When you say, why do people do that? Because they're blinded. They can't see the truth. 
And so the Egyptians said, we'll get him. But God got him. Right? So a sustainable life of faith, we need to understand and remember always begins in seed form. And that's where many people's faith is tarnished because it looks so irrelevant, looks so weak because it's just a little seed. But in God, all the truth that's necessary for the victory of that promise is in that seed. And what that seed begins to do is it brings a sustainability of character. Because we don't always line up character with faith. But that's what faith does. If you watch Ad Abraham, he sold out his wife till he got fully into faith. You remember that? You remember he said, she's my sister. Remember that? But once, once he got the character of what faith brings, because he's the father of faith, don't think there was no faith in the Old Testament. Faith still existed in the Old Testament. But what's important for us to realize is once the faith had come in his heart and his character changed, the same man took on three, four kings. I can't just remember exactly how many kings. And delivered his nephew from their hand. Same man. Selling out his wife, beating up three kings. With his army, just him and his army. And delivered them. That's what happens when faith gets on the inside of you. You need to understand that the purpose, one of the purposes, one of the purposes of the gospel is to bring forth character. Character is not a man-made truth. It comes from the throne room of God. Okay? And even in the natural world, they say the man's got no character or he's got a strong, his strong character. What are they referring to? That he can stand that he will do what he needs to do. Faith can take a weakling and make him a giant. Faith can take somebody immoral and make them a saint. Come on. <clears throat> Faith can take a decimated human body and bring it to the glory of God full healing. Come on. Come on. I want you to understand how important these things are. I know you know that, but I'm going to keep reinforcing it. I hope I'm not speaking out of school here. But my, my daughter's involved with ministry at the moment during the break at university. And one of the young ladies that she was working with this week um, said to her, Eventually, they call it, I think, a journey or something. 
And that's where they try and bring out of the youngsters what's in your heart. And this youngster said to her, four years, eh? She's 14. She says, for the last four years, I haven't wanted to live. That's the world, family. And the title of the message is A Sustainable Lifestyle in Faith. The world doesn't tell us how to live. The Bible does. (laughs) Hello? Your faith tells you how to live. You see, when David came to, to Saul, he was of character. He was of courage. Faith brings about a courage And if you don't understand what faith looks like, you can think that person's arrogant. They're not arrogant. They're courageous. Come on. Come on. And so what happens was when he sees Goliath, he just takes on Goliath. But thousands of soldiers wouldn't do that. The importance of understanding how we can have a lifestyle that is sustainable in Christ. Every blessing of God is not a periodic experience. It's perpetual. You don't get healed sometimes. You should stay in divine health. You understand? So you build your faith until you walk in divine health. Come on. These things are so important, particularly where we're living at the moment. And so what the enemy seeks to do is bring about mediocrity within the church. So, so long as we're going to church and so long as we're getting by, whatever that means, um, you know, it's okay. No, it's not okay. That's not what God called us to. Jesus didn't pay his blood on the ground so that we just get along in a state of mediocrity. Can you hear what I'm saying? And so we need to understand that brings about a very average quality of life. I can't live there. <laughs> I can't live there because truth sets me free. And the more I meditate on the truth, the more I understand my battle goes beyond even this church in the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. And that's what we were alluding to a a little bit earlier. So if we allow the devil, he will indoctrinate us with a pretty wicked portion of stuff that won't do us any good. And that is, he starts with doubt, unbelief, condemnation. So what's happened to so many people, they step out in faith, and then resistance comes, and they fail. They step back. That's what I want to encourage you not to do. For 26 months, I have spoken every day about and against COVID. I don't know what you've been doing, but I would not accept it. I will not accept it. Do you understand? 
It's a man-made thing. And when men are wicked, when men are wicked, they can do wicked things. We know that AIDS didn't come from monkeys. It came from man. Come on, family. This is the world we live in. And we are to walk in the light and to allow our lifestyle of faith to impact people's lives. Are you with me? Are you with me? It's, it's just the least we can do. So we're called to live by faith. If the devil can indoctrinate us because he wants to make the church a place. Well, let's go to the scripture, 2 Timothy 3, verse 5. Let's go to the scripture, a scripture we know well. We're talking about the sustainability of faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Timothy 3, verse 5. <clears throat> if the enemy can succeed by indoctrinating us with doubt, unbelief, and condemnation, we become a church, according to 2 Timothy 3, verse 5, like this, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. How's that? And from such people turn away. And from so, now you just love everybody. Yes, you love everybody, but you don't associate with everybody. Not according to the Bible. I'm going to work with the Bible. Why? Because people carry seeds of doubt, unbelief, and condemnation. So if you hang in that company, that's what happens. So go in, deliver the truth of God's word, and get out of there. So what I want us to see again is just to remind us. I'm sure some of us know, but that word power is the Greek word dunamis, which speaks specifically about miraculous power and the ability to be a worker of miracles. Could you see yourself, can you see yourself this morning as a worker of miracles? Yes. Come on. Can you see yourself as a worker of miracles? And then can you and I trust God? Because the word also means in abundance of miracles, an abundance of miracles, not just a miracle, abundance. You see how important sustainability of faith becomes because it's not a one-off experience. Somebody got healed, praise the Lord, and I celebrate for the next 40 years. Nothing wrong with that celebration. But what about the others that have died in the meantime? Because we don't believe we can have perpetual miracles coming in our life. Now, the reason I can tell you this from an authority is when I first got saved, it came repeatedly as things would happen positively from the Word of God. Then I would hear the devil say to me, it can't go on like this, you know. It can't go on like this. Well, to hell with the devil. It's gone on like this for 40 years. And it continues to get stronger and stronger and stronger. But I had to believe. I had to believe. I had to lay down thoughts that said, this is not possible. It can't go on like this. Come on, family. 
come on. It's so important that we understand. There are so many people that need help from us, and we've got the help. There we are, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. You see, if you're going to allow theological quarreling, maybe that word doesn't sound too religious. If you're going to allow disputes over this gospel and people don't want to receive healing or they don't believe in the Holy Ghost, deliver the truth and leave. Don't get into arguments. There is a white harvest field ready for reaping. Hallelujah. So, I just want to touch on, on, on that again. So, when we look, maybe I should go there, Lord. Yeah, let me go there. John 16. I want you to see, don't get into arguments about your faith. I want you to learn how to walk, not me, the Bible wants all of us to learn how to walk with the Lord. We don't get into quarreling. So I'm going to look at John 16 from verse 8 to 11. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. This is what we want to see working through our faith. We want to see Him working through our faith. Faith, And the Bible says, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. What I want you to see is if you get into disputes and arguments all the time, it can contaminate your faith. You tell the truth and you move on. Well, I wanted, I'm not finished with you. I'll come back to you when the truth is working in you. I'm out of here, okay? Watch what the Holy Ghost does of sin, because we've all got family that we once saved. But it's the Holy Spirit's job to get people saved. Watch this verse 9, of sin, because they do not believe in me. Number 10, verse 10, of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So when we walk in faith, the reason we need sustainability of faith, in other words, that our faith is functioning all the time, every single day, through the Word, but being directed by the Holy Spirit. So He's not just there for speaking in tongues. We speak in tongues as a sign that He is there, but He is the teacher. He is the counselor. Come on. Come on. He's the counselor. He's the comforter when things aren't going so well. So Paul demonstrates this love for God. And I want us to go to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 to 15. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 to 15. And I want you to see in the midst of these areas. So I guess in some ways what I'm asking this morning, how's your faith doing after 26 months? It's easy when everything's gone or laid aside to pick up and say, glory to God. But where were you for the last 26 months? 
That's what we have to ask ourselves. Because we wouldn't be here if we never walked in faith. That's what I'm telling you this morning. Amen. If you don't know how to believe, not for one year, but for 40 years. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4. I want us to look at this quickly. Watch this. Now, this, this could sound like, are you sure? This is a faith church. You see, people have this concept that faith is just about getting stuff. Faith is about giving your life to God. That's what faith is about. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom, then the things come. So I just want to put it into perspective. Faith is to serve God, not our business, not our family, nothing, God. And out of God comes all the blessings of the Lord. So 2 Corinthians 4, Paul comes into the kingdom and the seed starts and he gets told what he's going to endure. Verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Listen carefully to me, family. That the excellence of the power of God, listen, the excellence of the power of God and not of us. Welcome to faith. Welcome to faith. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power, same word, miracles, miracle worker, dunamis, same word, may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed. I really want us to celebrate the victory we have today in Christ Jesus. Come on, come on. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not destroyed. Sustainable faith. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Why? Listen carefully. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal body. What does that mean? So it can be seen. So it can be seen. Paul says, so then death is working in me, but life in you. So when we think we die, we're probably still very alive. Because <laughs> the dead man has no emotion. I'm not against emotions. God put emotions there, but here are the context. Okay? And since we have the spirit of faith, a spirit of faith, And it's not the Holy Ghost, because it's a small s. And since we have the spirit of faith, 
according to what is written, the logos of God's word. I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Verse 14, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the grace, having been spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Hallelujah. So Paul demonstrates his love for God through an unwavering faith. I mean, those are the light ones. If you read the other ones, he was treading water for three days and three nights. Uh, he's, he's been, he went through a bit, but it never wavered. And I want to I close out the message on Paul yet again to see that's what he says. But if you go over to 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 to 8, 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 to 8. And we see his valedictory. He says here, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. You see, there's a courage and a strength in being a believer that you will not waver. Listen what he says. I am already being poured out. So faith is not an accumulation of things. It's a giving away of self. Hello. And then, am I blessed? I am extremely blessed. Let me tell you. And I say that to the glory of God. But I do not pursue the blessing. I pursue God. I want more of Him. Because I found out that I can hug my car, but there's nothing coming back. But I can talk to my Father in heaven, and I get His attention. And He looks after me. And he's concerned about every step I take because he loves me as he loves you. And so that's what faith is about, the ability to give away of self. You see, faith says a thousand will fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. That's the scripture I spoke repeatedly during this time. Why? Because it's God's protection upon my life and my family's life. And you, the church. Come on. Come on. Let's read on you. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, 
There is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who love his appearing. A sustainable lifestyle of faith. So labor fervently to build your faith. Labor fervently to make sure that the faith that is in you is working. Send your faith out continually. And it doesn't have to be for your needs. Hello? Can you understand? And so then the church becomes so much more effective in changing society. You see, we, they don't know how to pray. They don't know what to do. But we do. Come on. We take on COVID. They don't know how to do that. They just go for a... And a... That's all they know how to do. But we know how to take down principalities and powers. And that principality's name is COVID. Remember, they go by name. Jesus asked them, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Come on. So, the seed of doubt brings about uncertainty. And then it causes us to question the authenticity of God's word of truth. Whatever is dead before you, your vision, whatever area is dead. That doesn't mean you dead. I said that thing, whatever it is. If it's a job that just won't come right, start speaking to it in faith. Call it by its name. Tell it to come forth. What do you think the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ was? It's to raise things that are not into life. Come on. You see, that resurrection life that came forth out of, what was his name again? Lazarus. That resurrection, that was a physical part of the resurrection life. But that word resurrection also means morally. So when we see the world so morally bankrupt, we need to get life, God's life and truth into them. And so yours and my life play a major role in seeing the world changed properly, sustainably, and let it continue till Jesus comes. Amen? Amen. God bless you, family.